Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Angela Barnes at St. James. That's on February 2nd and we cannot wait. Yeah, baby. And you can get all of the tickets from drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. London and Guernsey. London and Guernsey. We've lost Taylor. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Now it's time. Drunk women solving crime. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. <laughs> I'll work out my new identity after I've had some wings and a beer. Let's kill the whole thing off. <laughs> Burn the witch. Like, let's get her. I'm, n- I'm no one. Goodbye. My medical diagnosis is lying asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. 
welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today, we are joined by former neuroscientist, comedian and current writer, it's Joanne Lau. Joanne, welcome. Thanks. We were just reminiscing that we all know each other from like a decade ago when we all started comedy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the dress size I was then and getting a bit depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So, so young and, and innocent. And here we all are. Again, we're so wise now. I can't wait to put our heads together. You're so positive. Laugh. I was going to say jaded and bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, a true crime podcast has made me a much more positive person. <laughs> you wouldn't think. So thanks, murderers. I'm a great guy now. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Do you know what? It does come with a sense of like, at least I'm not that guy. Like, it is quite a nice thing to do. <laughs> at least I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I meant like, at least I'm not a murderer. Like, not. At least I'm oh, not. Right, yeah. At least I'm not an innocent victim. <laughs> yeah. At least Lots I'm just angles. a shitty mum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Joanne, we mm. ask on this podcast, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have. I don't know who the culprit was but i narrowed it down to two um, so uh basically when i was a starving student in london doing my master's in forensic science thank you um Ooh, I, what are you for today i have zero use for anyone honestly i am <laughs> not good as a scientist um but my my twin sister came to stay with me identical twin how about um came to stay with me and she left some laundry behind and in that laundry was her two favorite pairs of underwear and she's like so neurotic she's like you have to send it back to me because those are my favorite pairs and you know you find the pair that you love and you just like you need those because they're comfy and they go under i'm like yes okay fine (laughs) and so as a starving student she sent me off to the post office to to send this package to her not even a letter but (laughs) i because I'm a great sister, waited uh, for ages and didn't get around to it until I had to send a Father's Day card. And so I was like, I'll put it in the I'll pass it on. It's all good. I'll save the money on the postage and the trip to the post office. Um, wow. And probably, so, just for a second, really confuse your dad. <laughs> yes. Well, what happened was uh, two weeks passed or whatever, and I'm like, did you get the Father's Day card? And he's like, I got the card. And I was like, did you get Vivian her underwear? And he's just like, what underwear? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh. So customs, I guess, had opened it. And I don't know if it's Canada Post or if it's Royal Mail. Oh. But whoever it was who did the customs thing took the underwear. Wow. The underwear. So I knew, at first I was like, pervert. But then I was like, did they think they were stopping a crime? Because it's like, clearly like, happy Father's Day. Here's some used underwear. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's the two culprits, Canada Post, Royal Mail. I don't know what just... Wow. But there is... uh, Wow, I wish I didn't know this and didn't sound so confident about it, but there is quite a black market for used underwear. Um, I mean, even if you've just watched Orange is the New Black, you would know that. And maybe that's the only reason that I know it. Let's just say that. Um, So I do wonder, (laughs) you know, if you know it's getting scanned, you can tell by the shape. Maybe they're like, can make a pretty penny with this. With this fine British used underpants. Knowing my sister, she dresses like a grandmother, so they were probably like ginormous Bridget Jones style pants. So that's fine. They're they're the black market is open to all. Do you know? Also, I kind of feel like with that, 
I feel like that's not the kind of thing that you, if, you, if you're not into it, you don't take it and go, I'm going to, oh, look, that'll be worth it. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> Maybe with like uh, some jewellery or something where that seems obvious and like you can get, I'm pretty sure this, it, the person that took it, that was for self-use. I can't see them selling it. I think it's too risky to steal something like that. So I think it was, it just so happened that somebody that was into granny pants and possibly incest thought to themselves, <laughs> and I'm really turned on. Is it more likely to be Royal Mail or, Can- what's the Canadian mail service called? Canada Post, I think. Canada Post. Who do we think is more likely? Well, the Royals have never done anything remotely, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going, it's got to be Canada Post. <laughs> They do always say, like, I don't know, Canada doesn't really have crime very often, but when it does, it's fucked up. So I'm kind of thinking ah. maybe for Canada Post. Yeah. How would they even know what it is, though? Because, like, I can imagine people opening cards thinking, oh, there might be cash in here. But mm-hmm. if it looks like a package that has pants in, like, what are they like? Oh, I hope it's pants. Like, what does it even look like? Well, they've got to x-ray all this stuff through customs. Yeah, I'd imagine you get pretty pants. savvy. Yeah. I feel oh. like I could tell if a package was pants. <laughs> I random checks of my post anyway. Um, I don't know why, but like, yeah, I do get things like opened and stuff before they get to oh. customs. In, but, in Canada or here? Um, here, but it's, you know, if it's sent from overseas, because there is a whole like line of smuggling uh, through the post and stuff. And when I was doing the degree that is completely useless to me now, um, there was like this little... <laughs> is there any other kind of degree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I hope they've invited you back to speak at one of the situations. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a teaching assistant for them for like a year after I graduated as well because I was working for the same university. Um, but yeah, that did not go well. But anyways, um, yeah, I was probably too jaded and bitter already then. Um, but yeah, they made us watch this whole video and stuff on people sending animals through the post. And there was, oh, um, I always remember there was, you know, the Ikea uh, plastic bag holder with like the holes and it's like a cylinder. Yeah. I don't know. They had that, and it was full of, like, little baby birds of prey or exotic birds of some sort, but they just shoved chopsticks through the holes to, like, shove them in place. Oh my so the little wings are caught there, and there's these little baby owls and stuff looking <gasps> really cute, but with little chopsticks shoved through so that their wings were held in place in the yeah. IKEA plastic bag tubes, and it was insane, like, the stuff people were sending through the post. That's wow. like Kaplunk. Did you ever play Kaplunk when you were oh a kid? Oh, my God. But I maybe was... a bird of prey yeah. would fall out. Exactly. <laughs> I was totally picturing Kerplunk because that was our (laughs) childhood game. And I'm like, no, too obscure. Don't. I love that you said that, Hannah George. Kerplunk, baby. Always. If I can make a Kerplunk reference, I will. And it's weird. (laughs) The more you say Kerplunk, the more it sounds wrong. Kerplunk. Kerplunk. Anyway, the point is, what did did your sister suspect you in the sense? Did she think Mm. you'd forgotten to send her pants? I just kept it because we have the exact same body type. No, (laughs) (laughs) She really likes these pants. I think I'll try it out. You're damn right they're comfortable, sis. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think part of me kind of enjoyed the fact that she sent me on this neurotic mission and it just didn't work out for her. It was just like, karma, you lost your favorite pants. (laughs) 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 <laughs> i do love the logic as well of oh wait until father's day oh please. my god it's so good it's Honestly, so good the post i hate going to the post office <laughs> like always just like enormous queue it's like the dmv of the uk right yeah 100 percent. yeah i'm with you all the crazy people are in there yes that as well i just love that father's day was the next holiday that you were going to be sending something because it could have been anything and that's 
probably the worst. Yeah, so like, well, she's going to have to wait <laughs> six true. months because I'm not going to the post office if I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What, um... I mean, what what can you do? Can you, like, in this situation, if a, a listener is listening and thinking, I've had something in the in the post that's gone missing, what can... I mean, what Did can you, you do? Did you insure your sister's pants is what <laughs> Hannah is asking. Oh, yeah, I guess it's insurance. Sorry. Compare the market. Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> New, used, very used. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny because I, I certainly have like pairs of pants that are like my favourites, but I, yeah, I just wouldn't ask somebody from another country to send me my pants back. Like that seems <laughs> <Those are> four. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we don't have sisters. Maybe that's a really normal thing to uh-huh. ask your sister to do. Oh, yeah, none of us have sisters, right? So, mm. ah. what, what's it like, Joanne? Well, <laughs> especially a having a twin, they're just yeah. like she's definitely the evil twin. She's the worst version of me. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um, what we always ask in this podcast as well is, what would you say to that person now? And I don't know whether it's your sister. <laughs> would you like to apologise to your dad? Oh, actually, he never got the pants, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> or, well, what are you going to say to Canada Post? Because we've ascertained it was definitely them. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. Say, I, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you always know you've put yourself in a good situation when you have to shout that. <laughs> yeah. And I spoke to my sister and I was like, what would you say to them? And she was just like, I want my pants back. <laughs> so I'm just like, she's like, I'm not going to wear them. I just want them back because I don't want them out there. So that's like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's like a YouTube video. Like you can never really take it down. Once your pants are out there, they're just out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's really true, isn't it? As well, I didn't I've think always about said that. She should get royalties on whatever they've profited off of those. You know, in the olden days, when your pants got old, you just turned them into cleaning rags. But now they're out in the world. Yeah. What do you mean in the olden days? I definitely still do that. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Well, I do it often. I'll do it with a sock that has a hole in it. And I'll put my hand in it and I'll sort of like go around the house touching everything. That's how I like. And and then 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 pretend pretend it's a little sock puppet, you know. I really like to put a bit of fun into my uh, my housework that I never That do. does sound fun. Yeah, a sock makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. I bet you didn't say why do you just touch it. <laughs> you just touch it. It's never clean. I don't understand cleaning. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Guys, we are going to solve a true crime now. Um, so strap in. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. today we are discussing a chap called lawrence joseph bader now lawrence was born on the 2nd of december 1926 which is 14 years after the titanic (laughs) he was an american cookware salesman who had been in the navy he had a wife mary lou three children and one on the way on the 15th of march 1957 at the age of 30 Lawrence rented a 14-foot boat and went on a solo fishing trip on Lake Erie that changed the course of his life. Oh, little midlife crisis Lake Erie expedition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know it well. So my 
big question. This is quite a big question to start with. I've given you quite a lot of information up top. Mm. The big question is what the fuck happened on that fishing trip? It's like Gavin and Stacey here. What happened on the fishing trip that changed the course of his life? Mm. Is Lake Erie in Indiana? Does it border Indiana? No, no, no. But I know what you mean because it's Erie, Indiana, isn't it? So it borders. Like Elvis takes out that kid's trash. So like, (laughs) was it Elvis? I love it. If you're a kid in the nineties, you've had Kaplunk and Erie, Indiana in this uh, episode. You're you're welcome. Erie's in Pennsylvania. Go Steelers! Yay! Yeah, and it's. I dare say it is the shittiest of all the Great Lakes. Like, they all have something going for them, but then you go to Lake Erie, because I grew up going uh, to Lake Michigan, and Lake Michigan's, like, beautiful, and the beach is really nice. And then I remember doing one trip to Lake Erie, and we're like, <sighs> like, even as kids who were growing up in the country, and we used to swim in, like, creeks that were just muddy, but Lake Erie was, like, it was, it was kind of bleak. So oh. I already have quite the cinematic image of this guy going out on his boat. My my first thought, Hannah George, was does he, if he's fishing, does he discover a dead body? Ooh, okay. Discovery of a dead body. That's a good one. Katie? What if it changes the course of his life? I feel like finding a dead body would just, like, change your life for a bit. And then... <laughs> You've got a you've got a story for two weeks, and then everyone's like, "We've heard it now. Shut up!" Like it's not. That's like, Catherine Wilkins, PTSD counselor. That you just <laughs> get over it. So like, so, like maybe you know, unless he becomes a detective or something, then then I can see a dead body being a a catalyst for changing his life. But if something changed his life, yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But it, I mean, it's. It might not be a fair point. Thank you for saying it was. <laughs> it, is, it is a fair point. Um, maybe, I'm, do you know what? I'm just going to go with the Loch Ness Monster turns up. That is my answer. Love it. Joanne, any advance on the oh Loch Ness Monster? Oh my gosh, monster? it's actually the eerie monster, guys. It's a real disappointment. It's, it's a foot long. <laughs> I'm going to go with, because it's like eerie, and I'm going to do wordplay. I think it's like a possessed doll or board game or some Ooh. creepy thing like that. That would change like your life. Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, like a Jumanji slash Barbie. Edition. Jumanji, I don't know. Jumanji Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. This is one of those times where I just wish it was all three of these things. But it's not, <laughs> which is a real shame. Um, the triple I'll... threat of life experiences. <laughs> yeah, you get dead body, Loch Ness Monster, and Jumanji stra- stroke terrifying doll. Um, yeah. Oh, what a day that would be. What happened? is Lawrence didn't come home that night. In fact, he never came home. He disappeared. So they found his boat the next day with minor damage. A Lake Erie dirty mermaid. (laughs) He's a dirty mermaid. I'm calling it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, there was was minor damage to the boat, a missing oar. Um, The police searched the lake, but they found no body. So why might it be suspicious that this guy disappears in a boating accident? What kind of person, what kind of situation, what kind of trouble could he have been in? With a, perhaps with a possessed doll that meant that he wanted to disappear. <laughs> Are we saying it is a possessed doll? <laughs> it could be the Loch Ness Monster winner. Yeah, the Loch Ness Monster, it's damage to the auras and stuff. Uh, I'm just hearing life insurance. It sounds like a life insurance policy cash out. Yeah, right? Kid. Oh, yeah, he staged to he, death. He owes money or 
something. He's into the ponies. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he either has to disappear or he's worth more dead. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I thought I think that makes a lot of sense. Do you know what? I Did mean, you say I... he was in the Navy? Yes. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. They did did Navy experiments on him. Also, how many of these cases? It's like the guy was in the Navy, right? What is up with the Navy? Have have you guys noticed? I don't know. I'm allowed to say my dad was in the Royal Navy um, and then quit, but like, honorably. um, But I'm like, what's up with the Navy? Until those pants arrived. (laughs) Where we get it from. Navy is traumatic. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine being a submarine. That would be quite traumatic. I can imagine that being... And that's the Navy, isn't it? Submarines? Yeah. They're in water, aren't they? <laughs> Submarines. <laughs> um, guys, you were completely right. Um, he was $20,000 um, worth of debt, um, and he had trouble with the IRS. He hadn't paid his taxes for a while. Mm. Um, so immediately, this is looking... It's looking a little suspicious. Okay. Um, so he's declared officially dead a couple of years later. Only um, two years later? Yeah, only two years. They didn't have a body. No, it's like well, I suppose it depends on the. Is I guess it's is it seven years in the UK to be, to be declared dead? I think it is something like that. It's something like seven years. It's a lot longer. Yeah. So it's like um, getting a show commissioned. It's kind of the same. <laughs> hey, hey, that is fucking quick. Seven, like seven years, years here. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in the US. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, a couple of years, officially dead. Um, however, it wouldn't be much of a story if he didn't come back. So it turns out four days after the boating accident, Lawrence made his first known appearance back in the world. Um, this is a thousand miles away in Nebraska. So where do you think he turned up? So he's, he's gone to Nebraska. Where's the first place that he, um, he decides to go? Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> um, I like it. Very American tourist. Um, probably go to like the local tavern or something. You would imagine local yeah. tavern refreshments. Yeah, you need a stiff drink after faking your death. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking really practically because he's got to make a living. He has no money stowed away that we know of, so he's got to get a job. And you said he was a salesperson. So does he hook up with the Avon lady of Nebraska? <laughs> Start selling blusher. That's my guess. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, But Joanne was right. Maybe that. Maybe that masters did pay off because (laughs) it was a bar. Damn. Uh, He went to the Round Table Bar in Omaha. Um, Oh, that rhymed. Didn't even realize. Great. You know what's Um, terrifying is I just ask myself, what would I do? question so let's ask it like say you've you've saved your own death what's the first thing you do um when you when you sort of decide it's okay to come out again oh i play a ghost to people (laughs) that i don't like that'd be the first thing just pale makeup (laughs) yeah (laughs) like really fucking because you know the pete holmes sketch where he's like batman and then he like kind of half disappears there's like we can still see you you'd have to like pull something like that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you'd have to remember that you're not actually dead because yeah. people would be reacting to you like you were dead 
um joanne what did you what did you think when you were or did you only just think what would i do you didn't have a well in terms of what i i i yeah. go get a drink <laughs> is that really terrible you'd probably be so stressed out and like just being like i'm i'm a bit hungry i i really need to just escape what i've just done and that's Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work out my new identity after I've had some wings and a beer. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think that's very sensible. I really do. It is sensible. Katie, what would you do? If I'm trying to escape my past, I'm going to like dye my hair or something. Oh, very practical. And also, have you always just wanted to dye your hair a fun color, but you've never felt like you? Yeah, finally, this is my chance. I've given up a lot in order to do this. Yeah, Two children. No judgmental fucking comments from all the people that now think I'm dead. <laughs> I can just really go for it. Do you know I love that. I love the idea of a woman that fakes her own death so she can try a new haircut. That she, Without being she wants a fringe. <laughs> That's right. I'm ginger. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Jan's completely, completely right. Right instincts. Go to a bar. Um, so what did he say his name was? I'll give you a clue. Feels like he made it up very quickly. Ah. Probably begin with an L, like a Luke or Lucas, right? Maybe. Right. Yeah, because he's called Lawrence Joseph Bader. So you think maybe he's calling himself? Oh, that was his name. That either one. It's like reinventing yourself in high school. It's a derivative of your actual name, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he called himself Blaze Cool Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're slowly putting together what Katie would actually Imagine do. Imagine yeah. if that was right. That would be so awesome. And Blaze with oh, his ginger cool hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people are going to remember him. <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> so middle name's Joseph. So maybe he just takes that because it's familiar and then goes from the place of the disability. Joe Erie. Oh, nice. Do you know what? He called himself John Johnson. <laughs> Disappointing. I mean, it's a bit, isn't it? But he gave himself a nickname immediately, which you can never really give yourself a nickname. That's always a bit, um, mm. bit of I a mean, red you flag. can try damn hard, but yeah. <laughs> What's I his nickname? What's Detective he Buttstuff. That's mine. <laughs> um, he, he went for Fritz. So he's known as Fritz around town. That was the name he gave himself, as well as John Johnson. Um, he said he was brought up in an orphanage in Boston and that he had just gotten out of the Navy after a 14-year stretch. So his thing is that he was in the navy the whole time he doesn't have a family um so lawrence we'll, we'll continue to call him lawrence rather than john um i'm gonna call him blaze yeah so blaze cool shoes um what's a bit of a character it turns out um and you'd think yeah he'd want to lay low but no before long his flamboyant personality uh meant that he became a barman at the bar pretty pretty soon after that um and he did say to raise money for charity which is in every single thing that i've read about him they've always mentioned this thing he did it was an act of endurance he did it almost straight away um and to raise mo money for polio what do you think he did you'll never get it but just what endurance and it's the 50s yeah so it's not going to be the like you know What's the ones when you have to put loads of marshmallows in your mouth? It's not going to be that. <laughs> Chummy bunny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the 50s. It's an act of endurance. Did he listen to a woman for more than two minutes? Hey! <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> um, 
Is Nebraska cold? Did he, was it something with ice? Oh, yeah, like a bath of ice or something. Yeah. It's Alaska. They've got ice. Oh, it's Nebraska. Ne- okay. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been picturing completely the wrong place. All I can think of are cornfields, like the cliche thing of Nebraska. So just cornfields. And what I used to do with cornfields, hick alert, is I would drive our four-wheeler, our quad bike, through cool. the cornfields, which I then got in trouble for. The um, the farmer left a little note on my quad bike because mm. I wasn't thinking that the corn was like for anything. I was just like, it grows. And that is that takes a lot of endurance. <laughs> Do that, you're like, I could get sponsored for this for charity, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> how many stocks? How many stocks? <laughs> um, could it, could it be like an Iron Man challenge or like, guys? I'm gonna take it uh, if anyone's got any more guesses. In, yeah, um, he, he has to do a strongman challenge or something. Do you know what? I'll tell you what it was. He sat in a box on top of a flagpole for 30 days. <laughs> oh, so he was like David Blaine in it before. Yeah. yeah. And a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just, I mean, it's almost as though you feel like this is what he'd always wanted to do if he turned up immediately and it was like, do you know what I'll do, guys? Get me up that flagpole. Yeah. Will you dare me? Will you dare me? Okay. <laughs> Strange John he, Johnson. He didn't come down at all for 30 days. Do you know what? There's not much more. I mean, another source that I read said it was 15 days, but I thought, do you know what? Let's give him, let's give him 30 days. But even if 15 days is a long time to be shitting in a box, right? But Do you feel like his last moments of his previous life, he's like, I'm going to keep a low profile, turn a new leaf, do something great for the world, and it's like, cut to 30 days <laughs> on a flagpole. Like, <laughs> insane. Yeah. I won't attract attention at all. It is really crazy. <laughs> well, guys, what he does after that, he becomes a radio announcer. Uh, so he, he works at like a radio station. Then he gets another job, um, which is pretty baffling. Um, if you're trying to stay incognito, what do you think his most baffling job was that he got in uh, in Nebraska? Like baffling because it's very attention seeking, and he's trying to lay low. Yeah, it's quite attention seeking. Um, like, weatherman. He, go- he goes Sorry. on Broadway, <laughs> <laughs> the Broadway of Nebraska. <laughs> And he calls the show. I left my wife, and she doesn't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a one-man show called "You'll Never Find Me." <laughs> oh my god, you could take that to Edinburgh though, and that would be exactly what happened. Yeah. It would be nominative determinism. <laughs> no one will see the show. If it's attention-seeking, is it like some sort of rodeo clown, or like a hypnotist, or some interesting, yeah. weird, quirky thing? He sounds like a quirky guy. Yes, yes, this is very true of of John Johnson, <laughs> of uh, Blaze McCool. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So basically, he worked for a TV channel. So he goes, and when I first found this, I was this case. I was under the impression that he was one of the TV presenters, but with more because basically, there's this great picture of him, like in the TV studio, like in a suit in front of the cameras. But huh. he wasn't. Apparently, he was a sports director, so he directed the sports side of things. Okay. Um, but yeah, this guy ends up becoming something of a local celebrity, basically. Um, not least because he drive a hearse around town, uh, equipped with pillows, a bar, and an incense burner. It's pretty creepy, if, if you ask me. Uh, um, yeah, what's the rest of that sentence? 
Yeah, and it's made creepier by what apparently what he named it. Now, if you wow. liked uh, Blaze McCool up to this point, you might not like him now because it's. Oh a... no! Yeah, he do you know called what... it the Bone Mobile. I second the Bone Mobile. Any advance on the Bone Mobile? That's perfect. <laughs> um, ooh, it's not going to be as good, and he's going to be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, he I wish she had been my PR it. person. <laughs> <laughs> He wished he called it the Bonemobile. Um, apparently, he called it his hunting vehicle. Oh. Ooh, that is way creepier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Katie, not creepy enough, I'm afraid. Uh, for yeah, you. I've got a, I've got a long way to go. <laughs> got a lot to learn. I mean, there's nothing to suggest that he was like a sexual predator or that he was, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it was one of those uh, kind of. I'm it's... Sorry, the word hunting. Yeah, <laughs> like consensual catching prey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrible name. It does like, yeah, it's it, it, it raises it raises more questions than it answers. It's one yeah. of those. It's one I of those ones. See, I see women as people, but also prey. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a great paradox, romance. Um, I'm just I just keep thinking like his wife is so lucky that this guy fucked off. Like at first you're like, oh man, with no explanation. It's like if this is living his best life, like good I mean, riddance. She's wow. well out of it. She's got twenty three thousand. Oh no, wait, we don't know what the insurance was, but basically he's gone and she's got money now. Yeah, and maybe a chance at like a balanced partner. Yeah. One who just has a normal car. But what do we think? Do we think it worked? That's not exactly what I mean. I mean, do you think, did he remarry? Did did somebody go, do you know what? I like a guy with incense in the back of his car. Well, the, so wait, so what's that? So it's still the 50s. Is he like considered a beatnik? Is he a pre-hippie? Also, if he's going to be a local celebrity, are people like, why aren't you married? Does he have to take a wife so he looks like he fits in in the 50s? Like, what? What are the rules? Because it feels like he's being a little bit of a um, out, like thinking outside the box in terms of the sexual revolution, <laughs> or just the fucking rapist. Like, I can't, <laughs> can't work out. Can't work out where he is. In every episode, <laughs> needs a poll quote. So <laughs> I think I think we got it there. That's good. Cool. No. That's good. Sexual revolution or just a rapist? <laughs> Did um, it? I mean, wow. What did you ask again? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did he remarry? Oh, did he remarry? Oh, God. I hope not, but maybe. Fair chances are he did. I think he yeah. probably had like, load more kids as well. <gasps> yes. Second family. Yes. So in 1961, he married Nancy Zimmer, uh, a 20 year old, but, but uh, he would be like maybe 33 at this point. So he's not old okay. old it's just him driving a hearse makes me feel like he's in his 60s for some reason i don't know but he's still like it's about 33 she's a former former model divorcee um and uh, he adopted her daughter and a few years later they had a son so he's hmm. kind of like settled down again <laughs> But in 1964, Lawrence was diagnosed with a cancerous tumour behind his eye. Um, He lost the eye and from there on uh, wore an eye patch, which apparently he quite liked because it added to his kooky flavour. Well, Uh see, that's the way of getting attention without having to say anything. That's like people are going to come to him and go, tell me about the eye patch. Exactly. Do you remember? I remember when we did a gig, Katie, in, in my hometown and there was a guy wearing an eye patch in the pub sat 
underneath the dartboard, which was just, was just funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those moments where you're just like, there it is. Drunk women solving crime. Hey guys, you know how I don't like to talk about myself? Well, I nailed being sassy last year, so now I'm fine with it. I'm great. Have you heard how great I am? I wrote another book. Oh, yes. Your latest brilliantly funny book, You're Not the Boss of Me, comes out in February this year, doesn't it? 6th of February 2022, baby. My New Year's resolution this year is to get everyone to buy it. It's important to have achievable and realistic goals. You're Not the Boss of Me is a laugh out loud story about fighting for your right to steal the show from the much loved author of When Good Geeks Go Bad, The Weird Friends Fan Club and My Best Friend and Other Enemies series. That's you. That's me. Amy Miller is a very positive person and she is fully prepared to be the star of the school comedy show. But when Harry is put in charge, he stops her from performing or writing or doing anything fun. Amy can't understand what's happening until her sister tells her Harry is being sexist and Amy must take a stand. Armed only with killer one-liners, Amy goes into battle to fight for her right to make people laugh. Published by Nosy Crow, Catherine Wilkins has been described as properly funny by The Independent and hilarious by Harry Hill. That's you. That's me. Perfect for ages 8 to 80, You're Not the Boss of Me is available to pre-order at all good bookshops now. Oh yes, please pre-order it if you fancy it. It will make me look extra sassy. Sassy Katie. Sassy Katie. Sassy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Obviously, Lawrence gets found out. This is why we know all about, you know, his, his two lives. How did he sure, get sure. found out? Katie, that is a question for you. I'll give you a clue. It involves archery. He was sat under an archery board wearing the eye patch. <laughs> was there a travelling archery team and his children come to Nebraska to compete and they're like, wait, that's my dad. Okay. Travelling archery team, any advice on... Which is it's genuinely a good answer. I mean, I can't think of a better link to archery unless his wife has become the hunter and she uses a crossbow and likes to... Nope, nope, I got nothing. Joanne? I know I liked that. I was imagining this female archerist who comes through on some vengeful yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah. It's got Hunger Games vibes. Yeah. yeah. And does she does she do it or not? Does she pull it? She's anyway. like, this time I'm going to collect on the insurance quicker than two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you collect again if you kill your husband that oh, disappeared? Also, is she in on it? Interesting. But then he's remarried, so maybe not. But maybe he's broken the agreement. And she's like, you were supposed to come back and you've started this new family, so I'm outing you. And 
I'm pretending to be an archer, like how, you know, when people were spies and they'd pretend to be playing tennis and stuff. So she's like, oh, you never suspect the archer, but look, it's your ex-wife. <laughs> because you aren't thinking like, um, so you're thinking a little bit along the lines of like Canoe Man. Do you remember Canoe Man? Yeah. Where he sort of, he went off into the sea and his yeah. wife was in on it as well. They claimed the truth. And he like lived in the house next door to his family whilst, I mean... Wow. Yeah, incredible. Um, any any advance on how... Um, did, he, did he get injured by an arrow? Because then you have to go to a hospital and there's hospital records and Ooh, blood types and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then, 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 and Right. Well, we can't. I mean, it was an impossible question. Sometimes I always wonder whether I should give you like the little hint of archery, which just sends you. But no, it's what fun. It was, it's fun. <laughs> he was um, demonstrating um, archery equipment at a sporting goods show in Chicago. So he's kind of gone back a little so bit. So he to his, traveled. Yeah, to his salesman days, um, and he was big on archery. Um, you know, back when he was Lawrence, and big on archery as um, uh... Blaze McCool. Um, and an acquaintance from his old life saw him and was convinced it was the man he knew to be dead. Um, so he went and fetched Lawrence's niece, uh, who was also convinced it was him. Um, so she approached him and she said, she said the word, she said, pardon me, but aren't you my uncle Larry Bader who disappeared seven years ago? What do you think he did? Oh my God, literally, you've been dead for seven years. (laughs) Come on. That's great. What did what? Sorry. What did, yeah. what did Larry that do? That would be a great twist if it was like, um, oh, what the fuck is this called? Oh, it's got Bruce Willis. The Sixth Sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that film That would be amazing if everything else that happened, he, it like, hadn't happened. And they're like, you think that you live in, you've got these kids, but actually. I see dead I, archers. Yeah. <laughs> They don't know they're arching. Are they really called archers? That just sounds so wrong. Yeah. I guess they are. Archers. Archers. I think so. Just keep saying it. Just gets weirder. It's like <laughs> kerplunk, kerplunk, archer, archer. Mm-hmm. Joanne, do you have anything to add to kerplunk, kerplunk, <laughs> archer, archer? No, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty nice and good as a package. <laughs> no, no wrong answers, Joanne. We've we've made it really... Um... <laughs> yeah, what do you think he did? What, what the fuck did he do? So, so he's kind. Of, he can either go, what, who, or yes, I mean, I mean, no. Like, does he give himself away? Does he lie very well? Does he freely admit it? Does he think there's a statute of limitations? It doesn't matter now. I love that. That's just seven years for leaving your wife and kids. <laughs> just the seven years, and it's fine. Or maybe but... he goes, yes, it's me, but I'll give you a fiver to not tell anyone else interesting i think he denies everything i mean maybe i'm i am jaded and bitter but he's a man he's just gonna be like no you're seeing things you're larry yeah he's like yeah burn the witch like (laughs) let's get her i'm i'm no one goodbye yeah. <laughs> the idea of saying you're Larry Bader. That's great. <laughs> Her face is Larry Bader. When I don't know what to insult back, that's my go-to. Your face is whatever this last. Oh my god, like an I'm Spartacus moment, all the people in the town who love him going, I'm Larry Bader. Um, so initially he laughs it off and he's kind of, ha, that's weird. But then his two brothers arrive 
and they are convinced it's him as well. Oh. So this is where it does get a bit weird because it seems as though he has genuinely no idea that he used to be Larry Bader. Like, it huh. seems, like, to the point where he's kind of... So basically... <gasps> Did... What? Well, it, oh, are you saying that that's for real? Or is he faking that? <clears throat> well, I'm I mean... wondering if he had a head injury and had something called dissociative fugue. <laughs> that's right. I also have a master's degree that is useless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaping, though. I don't know. No, no. Do you know? Okay, it's it's interesting because actually this is... Well, I'll carry on, but um, that is how that word is pronounced. And that's why I didn't want to go into too much detail about things because I was like, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. I'm just not going to say it. Um, so that's Which why one? you don't get some information Fugue. on this show. Fugue. Fugue. Um, so, well, basically, um, what happened is he was absolutely baffled and to the point where he agreed to go to the police station with them and be fingerprinted because they had his fingerprints on record from when he was in the Navy. Um, and he was like... Yeah, of, co of course, I'm going to prove to you that I'm not Larry Bader. Um, so, of course, they matched and he is Larry Bader. So what do you think he did? No, what do you think he said at that moment? They have exactly what he said as they sort of revealed to him that this is who he was. Well, he's got to really commit to this bit now. <laughs> he's banking on his acting to be like, what? No i'm larry who like that's not what that's not my answer i'm just saying the scene <laughs> so you think he he sticks to his story well he's gotta like well he can't just like run away like because i feel like he's gone with his brothers to the police station because he's greatly outnumbered and he's just like leaning into this whole like what no i'm a one-eyed archer um, if he is lying, he's really got to go for it and stick to yeah. that story. So they, so they've got his fingerprints, uh -huh. and they go, "We thought you looked like this guy. You are this like." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's indisputable at this moment. And what does he say? And that's on record. Yeah. All I know is Fritz. Does he say something like that? All I oh. know is John Johnson. Okay. Um, That's really way too nice to him. I still think he's like a prick and he's just really like, oh, what? Oh, was like, oh, Larry Bader. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I thought you said Harry Bader. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I'm, not, would be I'm not discounting great, yeah. that he's completely fabricating all of this, but I wonder if that's the way he tries to lie. Like, all I know is this. Also, it might be genuine in the sense that, you know, with the tumor and stuff in the brain, that could, all, especially if it's right behind the eye, and it could alter your cortex and change inhibition. And Hello. Stuff, like having the flagpole. Actually, here comes the science. There we go, neuroscience. Look at you guys, using, using the hell out of your degrees. We're oh, high-fiving over Zoom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys, this is, yeah, this is, this is, this is great because yes, that was one of the things that they, they sort of, they never. Wait, wait, I've got, I've got the saying, sorry. Go on. <laughs> I'll take all that and a bag of potato chips. <laughs> that's what he said. Okay. Love it. <laughs> he said, okay. that's what your wife said in the shower this Yay! morning. Yay! Um, so, <laughs> 
basically, yeah, I mean, because that's, that's brilliant, Joanne, because, like, literally, that was one of the things that they were like, could it be this? At the time, they couldn't really work out if it was that or not, but that's definitely something they went, they went down that route oh, of... Like, right. Is it to do with the, the yeah, the tumour... Brain tumour diagnosis, yeah. memory loss. So what he said was, he said, it was like a physical shock. Up until that moment, I had no doubt I was not Larry Bader. But then, but when I heard that, it was like a door had been slammed and somebody had hit me right in the face. That could have been his ex-wife, though. So, I mean, actually, sort of, Taylor, in a way, you were right, because if he's committing... Well, you were both right, because he's committing to it and he's kind of going down this kind of you know, this is my entire life is a lie and I don't realise thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, basically he's saying, and people are saying essentially that it is, that it's amnesia is what they're thinking it could be. Mm. Um, But basically with amnesia, like the memories do sort of tend to can come back to people. But with him, he said to a reporter, my God, don't you understand? All of a sudden I find out that 30 years of my life never happened. You see, I really do have 30 years of memory as John Johnson. What am I supposed to do with those 30 years? Throw them out the door. A lot of door stuff going on with Okay, that. but no like, does, does medical science have an explanation about why he has an imaginary life? Well, Taylor, can you explain that? <laughs> Over to you, Taylor. Well, I was going to say, I, I've literally, I literally only had one case involving this diagnosis. Wow, okay. Yeah, which does not make me an expert, but it was really interesting. Um to learn about it i'm trying not to like obviously like say too much about it but just um in that particular instance it was very much about the experience for the person was just waking up in another place and being completely disoriented so i'm just going back to like so i went to a tavern and then i became this and like there's just something a little too whimsical (laughs) about his trajectory for it to be because this is a really dissociative fugue often happens on the back of a really traumatic incident although yeah you know if we got frontal lobe stuff going on joanne that's a whole different ballgame because that can cause profound personality changes like the case of the guy who got the the bolt through his eye remember it's like it's the thing they tell you in psych 101 to wake everybody up because you're starting to get bored with freud and then they're like (laughs) a guy had a bolt through his eye and he totally became a different guy (gasps) and the guy with the bolt through his neck like frank something (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) joanne was his assistant oh i think we said that before we started recording so that's gonna be (laughs) such a good callback such a good callback that will not work for the edit but i keep wanting to reference your um feta martini as well but i realized we talked (laughs) about that before Edit some of it in, it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. We've got to stop having well, such a nice time. My medical stop. opinion, uh, my medical diagnosis is lying asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love it if like doctors got to say that too. Totally. <laughs> my diagnosis creep. <laughs> yeah, and that's a medical <laughs> professional saying it. <laughs> well, I mean, a team of psychiatrists examined uh, Lawrence for 10 days. Their conclusion was that he did have no recollection of his former life. Uh-huh. But... And to be clear, he's a white man. Yeah. <laughs> Significant. He's like... It's we such believe a... you, but we've got to fill out the forms, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Continue to do whatever you want. We're just ticking paperwork. 
it's by the way we love that hunting mobile that's genius (laughs) yeah can we borrow it on saturday That's what's so interesting about this case, yeah, because literally, I mean, he dies um, for, for real. The, the sort of the cancer comes back oh, and he dies for real a few well, years now later. I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was going to be dead anyway because this happened in the 60s. Yeah. But, um, and he was 30 in the 60s. I'm pretty sure he can still be alive. Yeah. But the point is, it's a really interesting one because actually nobody really knows whether or not he's a, I was going to my next question was what do you guys think Joanna's already said exactly <laughs> what she thinks Di- Diagnosis Creep <laughs> it's a new show starring Dick Bender <laughs> um, <laughs> Taylor what do you think can he do his really bad English accent to just emerge the world yeah it's gonna please all the fans <laughs> all right <laughs> that guy's a creep this guy's lying what a prick um god blimey he's got a bar in the back of his ass <laughs> also i should say this is this is what's interesting about this case is that as with any fucking true crime there are various different sort of things said about and different it. camps and i'm like, sure yeah yeah so many areas of suspicion being mm. in debt huge red flag whoops i don't remember anything so like payout huh. leaving my a cancer wife. made me get in debt it wasn't my fault <laughs> one like one person um said that he'd like well one thing said that he'd taken a suitcase on the boat with him when he went fishing oh that's amazing if oh, he did i mean i don't know a lot about <laughs> fishing then, you know could that be someone to say you know like once it's all come mm. out it's very easy to say you saw a suitcase but i don't yeah. know I like to imagine he did outfit changes like it's Eurovision and halfway through it's just like, I'm zipped. <laughs> like, Actually, yeah. He's got know. a flair for the theatrical. Yeah. I mean, he really has. And people, like somebody else said that, you know, where he lived before, and I can't remember the name of the town, but it's a very conservative town. And the fact that he ends up in Nebraska. It's called America. Town- <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. There's another one star review for us. Go ahead. Take it. <laughs> Stop being so political. Stop being so political if I want to political. <laughs> and that's my stuff. <laughs> but it's all our stuff because everything is political. Um, yes, exactly. But it was, yeah. So basically the, the town that he ended up in, much more liberal. He was much more, you know, it's easier to. That's called Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, Land of stolen pants. Yeah. <laughs> It's that. a small. It's a small price to pay for 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 good healthcare and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, for various reasons, when this all comes out, it's a nightmare for his first wife, Mary Lou. Um, why specifically is this a nightmare for her? Well, I guess because she's training for the Olympics and she goes on to win all those. Oh, gold they medals. want the insurance money back because he's alive. Ding 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 ding. Oh, yes. Oh shit. Yeah, she had a £40,000 life insurance payout, pounds, $40,000 life insurance payout that suddenly had to be paid back. She'd been getting social security for being a a widow, I guess. A pension of a Navy guy. Yeah, and also, you know, she had started dating again. She was engaged to be married, but as she was a Catholic, she was suddenly married, still married. There are endless ways to fuck over a woman. Like, if there's one thing these three years of this glorious podcast have taught me... (laughs) There's another one. Wow. Wow. He needs a trip to the tavern. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Apparently, Nancy leaves him as well. Um, the second wife. The second wife. Mm. So she doesn't believe that he can't remember anything. Yeah, it feels like if she doesn't believe it, then where are we? So we're at basically we're at the end of his story. Like I say, he died aged forty. Um, I thought you said we're at the end of history, and I'm like, we sure are. Yeah. But back <laughs> to the case. But let's not call it that, yeah. <laughs> What do you think? Let's go around the room. What do we say? Uh, amnesia or liar? What a great drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's got legs. I think he's a liar. Mm-hmm. Katie? I just want to apologise for stereotyping America and Canada for just being like either good healthcare or bad healthcare. I know there's way more to all the countries. Uh, Katie, it doesn't matter. The one-star review has already been written. <laughs> They didn't even get through the app. They're like, these fucking bitches. So over this. Just some friendly, true crime without politics. All right, all right. Um, you know what? It, I mean, he... Do you know what? what? If he's a liar or if he's telling the truth, they're really both as much work as each other. Like, the amount of work to be that liar or the amount of work to be an accidental victim of taking a suitcase on a boat and starting a new life. <laughs> like they're both so much work. Yeah. Um, you guys are both saying creepy liar. So I'm going to go with. But you're saying victim. having a medical condition is <laughs> it's a lot of work as well. well or yeah. do you mean suffering is horrible? I mean, like it's, like, I mean, either way, it's not, I don't know, I'm not making sense. No, you do make sense. Because I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, to keep up that lie, particularly after he's been found out, is like, I mean, that's absolutely huge. But also kind of. Oh, I see. I get it now. But also, like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot as well, isn't it? Like afterwards, because his life, he probably really enjoyed his life for those years where he was John Johnson, because He's essentially living his best life, isn't he? He's, he's, he's got his car. He's got his TV shows, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and to, for after that, I, th I think he, he continues living as... I don't know whether or not... Because who, who do you live well, as after that? Well, now he's a single, divorced, twice dad of four. <laughs> yeah, well, six, I suppose, in the end. Yeah. He had four with his first wife, two with the second. He had four with the first wife. Yeah, and apparently when he died, they did a funeral for him in that town. Right. And then they buried him in the Bader family plot. They, they, they took him back oh, they and buried him there. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just so fucked up. Oh, he's like, wow. he's two people. Like, does, the, does the first wife still get to marry the fiancé? Well, I guess after he died. Then she can as a, as a good Catholic yeah. girl. I think, oh, yeah. Oh, man. But whether or not someone's going to hang around just in case someone dies, if you see what I mean. Because they yeah. didn't know he was going to die. Um, Joanne, has any of this changed your mind? Um, no, I'm just I'm wondering. My only possible explanation is that he really did have amnesia. And you know how when I'm thinking about when people get dementia and stuff and they start filling in the blanks because they're like scared that they don't remember. So it could be possible he remembered bits of the Navy. So he's like, yes, the Navy. And then they're like, what's your name? And he's like, think, 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 John Johnson. I don't know. 
and then yeah. <laughs> so that's my only possible redeemable thing but otherwise i think he's a big fat liar that's and so his wife was pregnant and he didn't want to deal with another one because he's already got three screaming ones and he's like fuck this shit went yeah. on his, like, with a suitcase disappeared went to nebraska that's like i mean that's also like if he did have a head injury why nebraska like is that the next state my geography is so bad no it uh, isn't it's no a, it's if you're on lake erie oh shit i'm literally from pennsylvania <laughs> so borders pennsylvania and ohio yes and i don't need to talk about any other possible state does michigan no michigan no <laughs> but it's like cut that part out but yeah no nebraska yeah. is totally landlocked but that that's a west. really interesting point too because it like that lie about the like like slash truth about the navy is exactly what you would do like you'd be like well i'll lean into what i do know like the best way of lying is to you know not lie basically be like he can answer loads of military you know navy questions like that checks out but then that it's all it's so sad that that the idea of like if it you know a kind of a dementia kind of thing where like when you see relatives with dementia sort of bluff their way through something and you know like they don't know who you are and they're like oh yes i remember you and they just say stuff as filler that would cover anyone <laughs> like uh-huh. so there is there's an element of like that would be so sad if he is telling the truth but also it just also would be exactly how you would do it if you were lying as well like yeah and again it's that thing of like say his boat was found like two miles downstream and then he turns up a thousand miles away and you kind of think mm. well how did he get that there must have been some accidentally kind of... do that yeah i feel like there was some kind of plan but do you know how crazy stuff happens both. i'm just gonna lay that carpet you know how crazy stuff happens what if it's both I was looking up Lake Erie to see if it did border Michigan, and guys, it does. Great news. um, (laughs) And that's by the by. But yeah, what if, what if this whole thing was planned? And yeah, is that what you just said? Because I think that's crazy. But then, unbeknownst to him, he does have this tumor growing. So it's, it's both. It was going to be a lie. But then the lie Ooh. became the truth. Yeah, he and he forgot the the original truth because of his brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm on like, this frontal lobe kick now. I'm all about the lobes. I love that. We'd be such good judges, wouldn't we? Like maybe, <laughs> maybe they're innocent and they're guilty. Maybe it's maybe both. He, like tripped and fell and then landed in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did he even get there? I want I want like transport details. I really do. Did he have? He he had some petty cash, I guess. I know this is the thing as well. Yeah, because why Nebraska? If you if you have hit your head and you've been in a boat, and you're presumably maybe going to be wet when you come out, like what's? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, sunny allegedly, in the lakes are wet. <laughs> he can just dry we can't out prove in it. The Nebraska sunshine. <laughs> exactly, guys. I'm oh. not sure we're ever going to know. So let's go with it was. Both. Um, it was so, both. Cheers. Everybody's right. And that's female workplace. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Well, we've got just enough time for a listener crime. Now, mm-hmm. this listener crime came from Alice. And Alice was at a live show. Um, Alice, very nice handwriting, can I say. Um, and she says, Dear Drunk Women, I was once an accomplice to a crime. When being evacuated from the Florida Keys in brackets, hurricane, we were waiting for our turn to get a space at another hotel. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. 
But just well, to have to specify, it wasn't just spring break. Yeah. <laughs> there was a natural disaster. Okay. Um, they're waiting for our turn to get a space at another hotel. The official guy came in and called out for Mrs. Thompson's family. My mum shot her hand in the air and pulled us forward. Our surname is not Thompson. She shot me a look to keep me quiet and off we went. Did we doom Mrs. Thompson and her family to death by hurricane? Oh. That's the question. Where did this one come in, Hannah? And How was this sent? This was oh, sorry, one of the live, live show. Oh, yeah. no, I've reached that point in the night. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> so, I mean, what, 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 are we, what are we saying to Alice's mum? What, 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 what do we think of what she did there? Okay, well, I want to know what ethnicity um, she is, because if they're like a Chinese family, they're like, yes, we're the Thompsons, then that's <laughs> the person's fault. But otherwise, I'm thinking back to the Titanic and I'm like, that's not very nice. But I also don't want to judge anybody. So, um, yeah, that's they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> <are> okay. <laughs> Do you know what? What's nice about this podcast and Lister Crimes and this particular crime is we always blame the mother. And this one, I think we're quite... Um, we're quite safe to say the mother was the one that committed the crime there. I'm not sure what, what crime we're solving. Well, wait, this she- is similar to that story that I, I may have told on the podcast already where my anniversary is December 4th. So we'd gotten married and then we're, we're back. So everything's like over, but it's Christmas. So we're f- flying to the States from the UK. And before the flight took off, this flight attendant came out with two glasses of champagne and they're like, these are for the newlyweds. We're like, yeah, right here. Wow. How did they, how did they know? (laughs) Um, I don't know if the stakes are as high as a hurricane, but it was sort of who was going to get that champagne. We really didn't know though. We, we really <laughs> yeah, like, it just seemed like, oh, that's so sweet. I love that you still do that now. Like it feels new. It feels great yeah. still. The magic old. is still there. I still get butterflies. Give me that champers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, bar- this has nothing to do. <laughs> you probably made the flight attendants feel good and, and stuff. And they were like, oh, true love. Look at these two. And in that way, it's a victimless crime. Yeah, but then, yeah. no, because the real newlyweds in 26E were like, where's our champagne? Hey, you know, like, the stat of, like, 50% of marriages. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're like, you guys are the ones who stuck together. Screw those guys. That is yeah. Detective Jaded and Bitter. <laughs> and that, against- <laughs> that's a good point, though. Who is the real true love? Yeah. I think until any of us are actually in a situation that's that's frightening and you have an opportunity that it's difficult you know i'd like to think that i would be super super moral in that situation but sometimes i don't know an instinct takes over if there's like someone's got a clipboard and they're yelling out family names and everyone's queuing to get out of there it's safe enough that they can be bothered to have somebody with a clipboard otherwise the person with the clipboard wouldn't be there it would be everyone for themselves having a big fight. So it's like safe enough that you can have an organized evacuation. Yeah, I guess her mum didn't sort of push someone, didn't push the Thompsons like, literally no into that. died hurricane. because otherwise the person with the clipboard is dead. Like it's not the Titanic. Right. Okay. Well, it just reminded me as well of the um, that Simpsons episode where they go into the Thompsons. Do you remember when they go into witness protection? Yeah. 
<laughs> so maybe it was just the Simpsons that you were. It's just what they've done is they've made another family have to wait probably seven hours for a flight out of a hurricane situation. I'm assuming. I have no idea. <laughs> Do you know, Alice, I hope that's helped because I think we, I think we've nailed it there. I guess in some it was both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. That's our go-to now. Guys, it was both. Um so before we finish uh, this lovely episode, John, tell us where can people find you? What are you up to? Annoyingly, a lot of my stuff hasn't been released yet, but you can find me on Twitter at Joanne Lau Writes. I don't ever tweet anything of you know, <laughs> I just retweet other people tagging me on stuff. In the neighborhood, I'm obsessed with this cat that looks like Batman. So you'll see lots of that cat. Um, oh, I mean, now you're selling okay, it. You yeah. just totally gained a whole lot of followers. That sounds good. I think a lot of stuff comes out in 2022. So um, I have a BBC Radio 4 show that cool. I've been commissioned to write, um, and it's called Misguided Meditations. It's recording in February, so goodness knows when it's going to be released. Oh, but wow. keep an eye out, or keep an ear out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Misguided okay. Meditations on BBC Radio 4. Um, oh, on BBC Radio 4, it should be on still uh, in January, is Drop the Dead Panda, which is an East Asian sketch show that I oh, contributed cool. to. Um, you can thank me for the terrible rap at the end, which I'm so proud of. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, most, I'm like, I wrote this for me and you're going to read it. And I just shoved it at the producer. Like he didn't even ask for it. And I was like, yeah, okay, choice. And then they, they humored me by putting it on. So thank you. Um, oh my God. The oh. rap that no one asked for is so, exactly. I'm like, I just need to get this on uh. my soul. Um, uh. and then, uh, there's lots of kids stuff. So I think that's being released in 2022. Um, the one I'm allowed to say, I think, is Theodosia on HBO Max at some point. Um, oh, yeah. The other two are I, I, so terrified they're going to break my kneecaps if I say anything. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, lots of preschool. I'll, I'll maybe tweet it if somebody tags me a tweet and I can retweet it. You can um, always retract yeah. any of this as well and we'll just... You can, no, yeah, you can tell okay. us what to keep and what to, because, yeah, this isn't coming out until January. So. But I will, I imagine that a lot of this will stay in. And can I just say that I have such a distinct memory of the last time I saw you, you saying, yeah, I've decided I'm going to give it two more years. And if it doesn't take off, yeah. I'm just going to walk away. And it is so awesome to see you like 10 plus years later. And you're like, and I've got this and I've got this and I can't <laughs> even talk about this one. Like, I love it. <laughs> congratulations thank you yeah I, I remember that as oh my gosh we're so freaking old like yeah, I think your <laughs> child was still in a pram or something like this at the time but um I'm sure they're like a walking talking person with a personality now so um, <laughs> but yeah it's like yeah they will talk, very, but I have quit no, science that's my biggest accomplishment that I'm so proud of it's just like I'm out I did my time and I'm out um <laughs> very proud of that and and then <laughs> I thought my dream was to be a full-time writer with a dog and the dog part is definitely proving problematic now that I'm living it. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, nightmare. Um, but yeah, uh, the other things are all on, it's all kids stuff, really. Um, so there's a thing on Netflix called cool. Tree City, which is like a cute little animated show that's really sweet. Um, I basically wrote an episode that's like, uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh, my brain's going. What's the show where like, or the, the film where the guy, Memento, it's like, I wrote an episode where it's Memento for kids. <laughs> so love it. It's great. And yeah. Wow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's it called? Memento? I wrote it on my arm. Yeah. Um, and then there's this thing on CBBC, which... Um, I think I'm allowed to say the title because I Googled it and it's like the title's out there, um, but it's called Silver Point and that's going to be on CBC, which I really love. I wrote episode two, so you don't have to go through too many to find me. Um, <laughs> and then there's another show on CITV, which is coming out called Ted's Top Ten, which is about a 10-year-old boy. Wow. Um, oh, Joanne, called- I really hope things pick up for you soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and fingers crossed more stuff comes. I'm, I'm working on more stuff, but you know how you said it takes seven years for like a show to get commissioned. It's I have this one project where I swear every we've been trying to meet for five times and every single time something happens, like someone gets neurovirus, they end up in A&E. Oh. Like they, it's just every single time or they get coronavirus. Like it's just been like, we, we think it's cursed. We're supposed to be meeting at 1030 tomorrow morning and I'm sure piano is going to drop on me before then. So oh, no. <laughs> anyway, it was bad factor in your, in your trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like I said, it was, so nice to be back together again after oh, all this time. Really and it's amazing to hear about all your, all, yeah, just all your success. It's wicked. And thank you for joining us. Joanne yes, Lowe. thank you so much, Joanne. <laughs> Five stars. Joanne Lau. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening.